can Tennessee upset Georgia? Let me just ask you that, Caleb. Can Tennessee upset Georgia? Uh, my thoughts are this. I think Tennessee, if they play their A-plus game, let's say first half Alabama. All right, there are instances I could pick from last season, but this is a different team. We know that now. Uh, first half Alabama, can Tennessee beat Georgia? And Georgia plays fine, but not through the roof? Yes, at home. I don't think there's any question that Tennessee can beat Georgia. I have zero question in my mind, as a matter of fact. Caleb, what do you think? Not not will, but can. I asked the message board this. Uh, can Tennessee beat Georgia? And let me hear your take. Um, there you go. What do you think, Caleb? Let me, let me break this down for you guys real quick. Yes, they can. I don't know if you know this, Dave, but Vegas had the line at eight and a half before last week. They moved it to nine and a half. Now, you would think after Georgia just blew out a top 10 team by 35 and Tennessee got blown out by Missouri that they would move that line like three or four points, right? They yes. didn't move. They moved it one point. They moved it just one point, meaning, and it was a one possession game last week. So, meaning they still think there's a possibility. You taught me this, Dave. And I'm going to bring, I'm, I'm getting, you know, guys, I've learned a lot from Dave and I give him a lot of shout outs when I talk to him on the show. But then I use the information he gives me to win debates against him later. <laughs> but, um, very true. It's, uh, so basically, one of the things you taught me was my whole life I watched football and the idea of getting up or not getting up for games. I thought it was about that Saturday. But you are right. Whether or not you play well in a game because you were motivated has nothing to do with once kickoff starts. It has everything to do with how you practice the week leading up to it. And so the Georgia game, the Ole Miss game last week, let's think about this for a minute. Georgia, yes, they blew out Ole Miss and everybody was ready to say this is how they look. You know they were practicing their guts off all week because they knew the East was in play to win. So yep. even though they knew hey, they had already clinched the East when Tennessee had lost, because of how they practiced all week, they still were ready to blow out Ole Miss in that game. Dave, I got to be honest. I think they poured so much into that. I think it's very possible Georgia takes this week off, even if they're going to visit Tennessee. And they're a program that is known for doing that, so it's not a reach. It's there not a, a point, reach. There was a point during Alabama's dynasty that they were pummeling everybody every single week, right? And right. for them to stumble, even have a close game, was like, whoa, what's going on? Georgia has close games two times out of three. So they do. If you if you keep it close, who knows? This on the message board, can Tennessee beat Georgia on Saturday? Travis says, just hope we play with fire. I agree. If Tennessee plays with fire, then they're good to go. Orange Blood says, no, next question. Well, let's stick with this one for a little bit uh, longer. And um, Orange Blood continues, nine and a half points. He is uh, not excited. I bet Heupel's next paycheck, Orange Blood says, we can't beat them. All right, and, and lastly, <laughs> and lastly, I'm just gonna say, oh, come on, Orange Blood, don't be a boob. Tennessee will beat Georgia because Dolly Parton will be in attendance that we just heard. So, did you, you purposely like did say there? don't be a boob before you? No, Dolly Parton? <laughs> absolutely not at all. I would never do that. I think Tennessee can. Am I crazy to think Tennessee can beat Georgia? And what would it no. mean for the program, Caleb, if they did? It would be huge for the program. It would, again, we talked about it. I think eight and four would be a mild disappointment, but nine and three with the win over Georgia. Like that's, that's maybe hitting par. Would you say, wouldn't you say that's about hitting par this year? Nine and three with the win over Georgia. 
Um, uh, I would say, I think this one game, and I hate to, Caleb, I hate to say this, but I think this one game would make the season better than par. I think it would be a successful season. Whereas I think if they lose to Georgia because of what's happened previously, we're going to be saying nine and three is a disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, eight and four would be a disappointing season. If you beat Georgia, I think you say it's a very successful season and a step in the right direction. In fact. Yeah. And, and it's, you, you mentioned something earlier and I kind of agree because of the NIL and scholarships, the players owe a debt to the program. If you're Tennessee, if you're Tennessee players, you owe a debt to yourself to play this game well, right? This is not, I mean, this is, Dave and I are going to be fine covering you next week if you win or lose. We're good, okay? We're, it, it's up to, it, you owe a debt to yourself to try to win this game and play for pride. And no, I totally agree. It says a lot of good things about the program long-term. And again, playing it, Tennessee hasn't lost at home in two years. They haven't lost at home in two years. Georgia has been has been playing down to opponents. I have not seen Georgia yet get up for two weeks back to back. Have you? No. Since not yeah. a year and a half. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we could say some of the college football playoff, but they were flat in the semi last they year. They were right? flat against Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, actually, they weren't. Ohio State was actually on their level talent wise. To be fair. Yeah. So that was a really good game. Yeah. Ed says it will save the season. Um, yeah, I think it's that strong. Um, now, let, let me ask you this, Caleb. Um, a couple of yes or no questions. Um, so you think Tennessee can beat uh, Georgia? Do you think uh, uh, Joe Milton, Tennessee's quarterback, is the key player in this game? Yes, and I think Joe Milton himself has more to play for than anybody. If Joe Milton comes out and balls out, what does that do for his draft stock? He's got that to play for. If Joe Milton, if you can generate headlines in a big November game, that team, remember this? Now, Joe Milton's not winning the Heisman, not even close, but Johnny Manziel won the Heisman because of the first half against Alabama in 2012, right? That alone yep. was why he won the Heisman. And if you're Joe Milton and you can have a type, that type of performance against Georgia, what will that do for you? Um. No. no, I agree. Smoky Mountain Red saying long shot, but imagine Nico leading the team to a win. I don't know that that's a long shot. Well, I think you, I really firmly believe when you see Nico play in real time in a game that matters, you're going to see a guy who has another level of ability than Joe Milton. And I'm not knocking Joe. Okay. I just believe that he is, based off what I've been told, going to be that good. Well, so Dave, you tell me this. Does I now I've watched college for a while, and I would say it somewhat is like this, but I don't think it's the same way as the NFL. In college, does a change in quarterback that a team hasn't prepared for does that does that give you that the same level of advantage that it does in the NFL? We're like, you know, for an NFL quarterback, two week, two games. They can like the well. guy that comes in in the middle of the third quarter because the starter got hurt and he lights up the defense. And for a couple of weeks, he's good. And then the defensive in the NFL figures him out. Yeah. Yes. No, certainly. I think you could run him out there and he has another level of ability. <sighs> Listen, guys, I, 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 I wanted things to happen, right, for Joe. And Caleb and I discussed this off the air. I didn't think from the get, and if you've been a part of what we're building here, you know this. 
I didn't think from the get that he was a championship quarterback. I didn't think he was as good as Hendon Hooker. I don't think it will prove out that he's as good as Nico. Um, I've had my questions given accuracy and ability to process from the get, Caleb, and they've never been answered. Are they going to be answered Saturday? The odds would say no. No, they would absolutely say no. You are right. Um, it's. I think it's part of partially just kind of giving him the chance to finish the year, win or lose, because I'll give you an example. And I always bring, I think Joe Milton is Tennessee's Cole Stout. I've been saying that for a long time. Cole Stout. For those that don't know who Cole Stout is. For those who don't know, Cole Stout was the quarterback between um, Taj Boyd and noted respecter of women, Deshaun Watson. Um, And Cole Stout was a way to massage the transition yeah. to massage Deshaun Watson. Um, Cole Stout was the quarterback in 2014 when Deshaun Watson, 2014 when Deshaun Watson was a highly touted freshman after Taj Boyd left. He had been there. Dabo Sweeney gave him the year to start. It was his last year. He just gave, he thought he deserved the year to start. Everybody in the world watching Clemson that year knew Deshaun Watson was better. Clemson finished nine and three with Cole Stout, maybe 10 and three. They let him start the bowl game and he blew out Oklahoma. Ironically, the game that Josh Heupel got fired afterward. And um, from Oklahoma. And then they moved on to Deshaun Watson the year after this to me was always that type of transition year. Hendon Hooker was Taj Boyd and Nico Iamaliava was a more high character version of Deshaun Watson. Um, well, so. I always thought the Clemson should have played Deshaun Watson sooner. So I guess that I'm consistent if nothing else, but how did that, but Dave you are, but look what happened the next two years, they went undefeated, played for the national title and then won the national title. And so it's like, do, can you honestly say it would have gone any better for Clemson the next two years had they started Deshaun Watson early? Well, maybe not, but I can tell you that I looked at Kelly Bryant the same way I looked at Joe Milton, and I, I said there's an awful lot of ability there, but he can't play. But see, Kelly Bryant, you had – um, you're right, and they went with – You had to protect work. Kelly Bryant like you have to protect Joe Milton. You can't run what you normally run because you're hamstrung – by a player's, in this case, ability to throw accurate balls consistently but, and to process at a fast, high level. You that is where you are with Joe Milton, and you have to protect that. That's why they threw so many screens earlier this season, the wide receiver screens, which is basically an extended run. I'd love to have the time to go back and count those as runs and add up how many times Tennessee, air quotes, ran the football as opposed to threw the football. And I bet it would be 65 to 70% if you count those screens as runs, as running the football. But Dave, That's not how this offense was supposed to be designed, Caleb. They've, he, they've spent the whole season protecting Joe Milton. Here's the difference between Milton and Kelly Bryant, and this is a big one. <laughs> this is kind of like it works in Milton's favor. Milton's not going to be here next year. Kelly Bryant, if you stuck with him as a starter, you were stuck with him for two years at that point. And you could have lost it. You would have had to stick with him and you might have had you might have lost a team determining when to go to Trevor Lawrence. So Davos, when he was able to ease him into the transfer portal, and like, I got to go with Trevor Lawrence now, because if I don't go with him now, he might even transfer because he's not going to be starting next year. I'm going to be stuck with Kelly Bryant. At some point, you were going to have to if Joe Milton were coming back next year. I would be like, yeah, you're going to have to bench him because at some point you're going to have to bench Nico in favor of Milton. So you might as well do it now and get it out of the way. But because you know he's not coming back next year, I think it makes it a little easier to just kind of, you know, ease it through. And I do think Joe Milton right now gives them a better chance to beat Georgia on Saturday. Okay, I would argue that point. Um, but 
Um, let me ask you the whole concept of being the kumbaya feel good college football program of the nation the past year and a half. It would affect some of Tennessee's upperclassmen. Do you think that's the case? Portions of the program brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. How about the fire opals, a Tennessee tradition? RickTerryJewelry.com. Please go to RickTerryJewelry.com. Support our sponsors right down there. So what about that concept? You could uh, you could break up the kumbaya love that is Tennessee's football program. The culture will be destroyed. Tennessee may never recover if you bench Joe Milton. <sighs> you, you can tell by the way I framed the question how I feel about it, Caleb, but how do you feel about it? I feel like that's relevant only because, again, it matters that you don't have to worry about Joe Milton next year. Okay? If this was a... See, if starting Joe Milton was going to do long-term damage to your program, which would mean he would be starting next year too, yeah, I'd be like, I would have said pull the trigger after Austin P. I'd have pulled the trigger after Austin P and said go with Nico at that point. But because you know Joe Milton won't be on the program next year, it doesn't hurt you to finish the season with him and just keep the kumbaya together. Yeah, I, I to me that would be zero factor because I think the guys know that Nico can play. I think that if he went out there and he kept Tennessee in the game against Georgia or went out there and balled out against Vanderbilt next week, uh, played well in a bowl game, I think everybody would be like, hey, that guy gives you the better chance to win. Who cares about the kumbaya stuff? And besides, this is big-time college football. You can transfer in a heartbeat. You make money. You can't that, transfer that means when you're Joe nothing Milton. to me. Losing losing the team is the smallest of the factors in my mind. I think not with look. Tennessee was so good in 2022 because of chemistry. They returned so much talent. Agreed. And that was a big advantage they had. So all I'm saying is that the kumbaya stuff is is very very near the bottom of the list and things that matters. But I will also say that. It can be relevant when you've already got nothing to play for. And you know Joe Milton's not going to be there next year. Again, if he was a fifth-year senior who could come back for a sixth year, I'd, I'd have a different tune. If he could have come back, again, I would have said, bench him in all, against all, after Austin P and say, hey, Joe, thanks but no thanks. You want to find another place to play your final year of football? I'll help you figure out where to transfer to, but it's not you're not going to play here, period, end of story. But I don't think you do that when – you don't have to worry about that when he won't be here next year and Nico will be here next year. 